0: Sometimes podcast ideas are born out of a conversation or an interview that you have with someone that you want to share. And sometimes they're written articles that halfway through you go, you know what, this this works in, you know, this forum better actually. This is the second one. Good morning and welcome to the Pirates Podcast, to be named later, here on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcasting Network. My name is Alex Stumpf. We're gonna look at six ball players today. Three hitters, three pitchers. And it's about the roster crunch that the Pirates have and how there's a wave of prospects coming up in 2023 and how there are holdovers from this past 100-loss team that if you're trying to compete, maybe you don't hold on to a lot of players from a 100-loss team. Therefore, you go it this way. These are six players who... Need to have a big year in 2023. There's there's no way around it. For either their major league careers, in one case, or just their careers with the Pirates. What's coming up for them? They could be a part of a competitive future Pirates team. But if they don't show it this year, then it becomes a whole lot harder. We're going to start with the hitters because no one else out of the six, this is the guy who, number one, underlined every single, there are signs pointing, there are giant circled, underlined, boldface, italics, whatever you want to put it in, and that is Travis Swaggerty. Because 2022 did not live up to what it could have been for him. Former first round pick. Someone who, at the alternate site in 2021, probably impressed more than anyone. He was in a really good state there, got pushed up to Indianapolis to start 2021, gets hurt. And that's a really unfortunate timing for the injury, because it was reasonable to assume, given how desperate the Pirates were for outfielders that year, that if he was healthy, at some point, he would have made his Major League debut. And it just didn't happen. Then 2022 comes around. Brian Reynolds has established himself in center field, so he's not going to play his natural position. He's up for five games in the majors in May. And then never again. And I asked him at the end of the year, like, could you take anything from those five games in the majors? And he's like, not really. It was nine plate appearances. How much can I actually take from it? And he had a very okay year in AAA. Not great, not bad, but you know, it it is what it is. So, now, let's see what happens in 2023. Because if he doesn't click, if he doesn't earn Major League Opportunities... There are 11 players on this team, Ted excluding him, that could play the outfield on at least a semi-regular basis. Two of the other ones are two of the guys on this list. It is a very wide-open spot, not to mention the Pirates have a flux of middle infielders right now in Pagaro, in Gonzalez, in Castro, in Cruz. No, maybe not all of them are going to click in the major leagues, but if a couple of them do, what are you going to do? Are you going to move one of them to first base? Are you going to move one of them to the outfield? Outfield is also a possibility for Andy Rodriguez and Henry Davis, whatever they're not catching that day, catching or DH. The Pirates have options in the outfield even if they get rid of Brian Reynolds, even if he gets traded. There is no guarantee for Travis Swaggerty. There's a lot of competition between the Kanan Smith and the Jigbas and the Jackson Winskis and the Cal Mitchells, and there's just so much that he is the ultimate guy on this list of, you need to have a big 2023 because you are a first-round draft pick, but you weren't this regime's first-round draft pick. And if you're going to put up only middling results in AAA, you're not going to get many major league opportunities that way even if he is a plus defender. The second guy on this list, his Major League career might be on the line here, and that's Miguel Andujar, who settled for the non-tender deadline just to keep his roster spot, and that's fine, that's a play. That's a, lo- a lot of Major League Baseball players do that, and he's not exactly in the best spot in his career. He could have a bit of a position change in 2023. We could see some more first base from him. We could see some outfield from him, some backup third base. But you know who could also do a lot of that? Jared Triolo, who is just added to the 40-man roster. And Triolo is someone that the organization feels very highly on. And he can play center while Andujar can't. Andujar has offensive potential. We saw that back in his almost Rookie of the Year campaign in 2018, but he's just done nothing since. This is the big year for him because if he does not click, I don't know where he goes next. Back to the waiver wire? He's not a make or break for this rebuild or anything, but he could be a boon. If if the Pirates... Think about just a couple years ago how it was Garrett Cole... And or Cole for Miguel And Duhar and Clint Fraser. And yeah, neither one of those prospects panned out, but that's how highly people thought of Duhar that he's like, yeah, that's half of a Clinton Fraser or Clint Tr- Cole. Garrett Cole, I can't talk anymore. A Garrett Cole return package. Too many C's there between Cole and Clint, and yeah. he <laughs> take all that out, and then he's still here, he's finally a pirate. But for how long? The Pirates could go other ways in first base. And honestly, they have decent first base depth at the moment between Santana and Choi. And you also have to, Malcolm Nunez is still in the organization. And then I'll say it again, the Henry Davis and Andy Rodriguez, if one of them isn't catching her DH, they could go over there. I see him making the opening day team, but if he doesn't hit, I, I don't think there'd be much love lost of just letting him go. If the Pirates could somehow get that 20, it might have been 2017. I might have misspoke, whatever I said, 2018 Rookie of the Year. What are those two years? What if he goes, if he could get back to that form, Yeah, the Pirates have a monster. We saw a little bit of that in his Pirates debut, but you know that was a very small sample size. And even then, the sample size wasn't exactly or the sample actually wasn't that outstanding. Third is someone who I talked to at the end of the regular season. I shook his hand. I said, congratulations, you got through your first year in the big leagues. And he he shook my hand, paused for a second, and he's like, I'm going to be better next year. And that's Diego Castillo, who had that big year in 2021. And then had a really big spring training and earned the opening day spot. And it was like a really good story. Really easy guy to root for. Then basically played as a replacement player the rest of the year. If you watch him, you can see some of the power. You can see the line drives and how maybe he's not in the right ballpark at PNC Park. There seem to be a lot of like 360-foot fly balls that just died well in front of a warning track where he's like, well, if he pulls that a little more, maybe that's a home run in some parks. It's not going to be a PNC park. He's probably a utility man. Someone who can bounce around. We've seen him play the outfield. We saw him play second and short and third. Infield work, I think, was a little undervalued. I think he did very well there. Maybe he's a platoon. Maybe there's other ways to do it. But, we, like I said, with that middle infield group, that the Pirates have right now. He's not going to third base because that's Hayes' position. Can't really count on him to be an everyday first baseman. Outfield work is more, it's, you know, just a second tool in his bag. So he's got to find some way to perform, even if his playing time is inconsistent. And that's a tough challenge for any player, especially a young rookie who's having his first go in the major leagues. He had a really good showing in Winterball. That's a good sign, but it is Winterball. I get it. You can't put a ton of stock in that, but it's always better to see someone succeed in Winterball than a flounder. If he takes a step forward, I think he could be a contributor. But if he doesn't this year, I wonder how close he is closely it's going to be to the other player that came over in that trade, and that was Hoy Park who had an up-and-down first year with the Pirates and then was more just organizational depth the second year, could get through, and then was DFA'd. I don't think they're there with Castillo yet. I think they still expect him to be, you know, some level of involved with this organization and their future plans, but this is going to be a very big year because if he doesn't hit in AAA or in the major leagues, it does cast a pretty negative light for what his future with the club could be. Whenever we come back, we've got three pitchers to go through. Stay tuned. So those were the hitters. Now it's time for three pitchers who need to have a big 2023 season, or maybe it's the end of their time here at the Pirates. Welcome back to the Pirates Podcast, to be named later. We're going to start off here with, I've got to say, one of the most genuinely nice dudes in the whole clubhouse, and that's Zach Thompson, who we all saw for about a month and a half last year, what he could do, whatever he was clicking. He started off the year, he was a little out of his mechanically, and that's maybe, I think we undersold a little bit the impact that the, the lockout had last year. Because it's a new club, it's a trade that happens right before the lockout happens. He comes in, he gets three weeks, and maybe a little bit of change, we'll call it four, between whenever it starts, whenever spring training starts, and whenever he's making his first appearance. So there were some definitely rough moments in that one month. But they figured out some stuff mechanically. They straightened him out. He had a really solid month and a half, two months. And then he hit basically what his inning limit had been the last couple years, and results fell off. Here, stuff-wise, it didn't look like the stuff fell off that much, but maybe it was a location thing. Maybe it was a fatigue thing. Whatever it was, it just dropped. And I'm not saying, you know, those two months, Zach Thompson was this, you know, revelation or anything, but he was a good major league starter for about two months. Someone that you would feel fine being your number four or five. Well, I don't see how he's in this rotation opening day right now because you've got without some sort of injury or something happening because you've got Mitch Keller you've got Rowanzi Contreras you got JT Brubaker three guys from last year I don't think there should be much debate those are three guys you put in those rotations Vince Velasquez signed to be a starter that was a big reason why he became a Pittsburgh Pirates okay Pirates have that chip to play with free agents turned out to be Velasquez Well, that leaves another spot open. And two of the other guys here I've got to mention, like Bryce Wilson and Johan Oviedo. I'm going to talk about them in a second, but you got them, you got Thompson, you got all those rookies coming up from the minor leagues. And I feel like this is something that I I say so much, I'm going to bring up with Oviedo here in a moment, but like, it's all these starters, except for pretty much Keller and Contreras, are probably going to have these rookies, you know on their tail this next, pass, this next year. That if they don't perform, these guys will. They'll get this opportunity instead. So where does that leave Zach Thompson? Is he middle relief right now? Is he an up and down guy who is starter depth? I don't know, but he's got to find some way to prove that he is a big league pitcher with this club. He was a big part of that trade for Jacob Stallings. He was a big part of that trade. General feel I got is, you know, Nicholas, the guy they got, the prospect pitcher that they got was the big, big haul. And, you know, Connor Scott was the wild card in it. But Zach Thompson was the guy that they thought he could be a major league contributor. He could be a starter, at least for now. He showed it for two months and didn't look all that good for the other four, even out of the bullpen towards the end. So this is a very big year for him. It, especially if he has any future of being a starter with this club. Second is another guy. Does he have a future starting with this club? And that's Johan Oviedo. And Oviedo was traded for with the intention of him being a starter, someone who could go into that spot that Jose Quintana left. And he did start last year for about a month for the Pirates, and we saw some good things in there. We saw some development with the fastball. We also saw a lot of deep counts and a lot of long at-bats and a lot of not putting guys away. you know how I'm just repeating the same points? That's basically a two-strike pitch sometimes whenever he's trying to put something away. And you're like, we know what's coming. We know what you're going to say, Alex. That's a problem. And that's a problem a lot of young pitchers have. And that's a problem that a lot of young pitchers who are learning to start at the major leagues have. And that's fine. But I mentioned all those pro- prospects the Pirates have. The Luis Ortiz's, the Mike Burroughs, the Quinn Priesters. There are a lot of guys who are going to be breathing down their necks. And Oviedo has a good track record in the bullpen. And if the Pirates are looking for more swing and miss out of their bullpen, Oviedo could do it potentially. They traded for him to be a starter and yeah, that's, that's a fine backup, you know, a fallback if it doesn't work out of like, we traded for him to be a starter, he's probably a good reliever if it doesn't work out. That's fine for a trade, but if you want to maximize that return, it's him as a starter. And I don't know how long an opportunity you have for that to happen. You go into spring training, you hope to have about 10 guys or so, who could be a starting pitcher in case someone gets hurt early on in the year. You're always going to need to pull some guys from AAA over the course of a season because nobody only uses five pitchers for a whole year. So until that, you know, happens, like he's fine I think early on in the year, but late in the year what happens? What happens if he struggles or he hits, you know, an inning limit or he shows, you know, decline? I don't know if he has the same opportunity in 2024 if he doesn't show he could be a starter in 2023. The other guy is someone who I think I think we might have seen the ship sail for him being like a, a, a real serious starting contender and that's Bryce Wilson. And I think right now yeah he's probably one of those ten or so guys who are in that mix for an opening day, you know, rotation spot. But I think he's closer towards the back end of that 10. We just saw so many home runs, so much inconsistency inconsistency in the first inning in particular from him. But at the end of the year, that splitter, man, that that was something different. He was getting more drop. He was getting more swings and misses. He was doing what you kind of hope a splitter would do. A Kevin Gossman splitter, even. That's where it was. Pirates have a pretty good reliever on the staff right now that also has a splitter. And yeah, I know David Benner's fastball is about 8 or so miles per hour harder than Bryce Wilson's, but maybe Bryce translates out of the bullpen. Maybe if he goes, takes one breaking ball, fastball, hopes to ramp it up to like 92-93 consistently and have that splitter in there, maybe he's a good reliever. Pirates have a pretty good track record last year of turning starters into relievers between Will Crow and Chase DeYoung. Someone was, it's going to happen somewhere. I, I don't see a scenario Where Bryce Wilson, unless there are a ton of injuries or something really goes haywire here. Where Bryce Wilson is part of the opening day rotation. And, you know, peacefully. Like something crazy didn't happen for it to happen. He's also out of minor league options. So he's got to be on this opening day rotation or roster somewhere. So, I, I think the bullpen is a place for him to look. And if it doesn't work out, man, things get dicey fast. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. welcome back to the pirates podcast to be named later a little more show here we have left before we call it a week i'm gonna leave this one open-ended here who did i miss who is the guy that you think yeah they could actually be a part of a really good 2024 2025 2026 Pirates team but if they're not good this year i'm just done like no they're they, they can't actually be contributing. who did i miss who did i miss and I'm going to make it hard mode. You can't use any prospects like anyone who hasn't made their major league debut. So no Jared Triolo, no Quinn priest or no anyone like that. Like who on this young roster is the guy that needs to perform next year. Put it in the comments here on DK Pittsburgh sports and be sure to get all our fine podcasts, wherever you find them. We're going to be here as well. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll talk again next week.